Here's the deal. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Tonight, today's sermon is doing it all. Doing it all. I don't know if you felt like this before, but I felt like this before where you're just doing it all. And, uh, and sometimes we get it stuck in our heads that we just got to do all the things. Well, that's not always true. And sometimes we think that we have to do all the things under our own strength, and we just got to muscle through it, and that's also not true. So the passage we're going to focus on today is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We're going to unpack that in just a moment. But I want to tell you a story about when I was trying to do something out of my own strength. Now, uh, I was a young fella, maybe 13 years old, possibly 14, can't quite remember. But in Winnipeg, where I grew up, there was this pool that you could go to and go swimming at, the Pan Am Center. And uh, they had a big diving board there. It was a giant diving board. It was one of those diving boards that you use if you are an Olympic athlete and you just, you know, you soar off of there and you hit the water and all you get is a bloop and that's it. And you win gold and you go on to be a hero for the rest of your life. This is not the case for me when I was a young fellow. We went there with a bunch of friends. We're hanging out. And everyone seems to be fearless in their approach to going up to the top of this diving board and jumping off. Now, if you know me, you know, I, I don't mind heights at all. I actually rather enjoy heights. Um, I've gone bungee jumping. I've been up in planes, uh, little tiny ones. Um, I dream one day to please one day go on a hot air balloon. That would be amazing. I want to jump out of a plane one day. I'm not afraid of heights. Uh, but... I have concerns with heights when I'm standing at the edge of said height and there's an expectation to launch my body off of it with no guarantee that I'm going to be safe. So I got all my friends, they're up there, they're jumping off, they're cannonballing off the top of this Olympic height uh, tower that was in the Pan Am Swimming Center. And I would go up to the top and I'd get close to the edge and I'd look and then I'd get nervous because I thought, well, maybe someone's going to push me off this thing if I don't hurry up and jump. And I'd walk back and I'd climb all the way back down the ladder and I'd go back up and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chump compared to my friends. They're all, they're all getting up there and they're just, they're just launching off there. No concern at all for their safety. No concern about what their mothers might think if they just splat against the water. And here I'm terrified, actually, I'm terrified to go and jump off this diving board. And what makes it even worse is when you look down the water's clear, and all you see is the bottom of the pool. It doesn't look good. There's no buffer zone there. So I remember, I was standing at the edge of this thing. My toes were curled over the edge, holding my breath. I just can't even, and I, my, my pulse is just boom, 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 boom. And you know how it is, right? When you get nervous and you know you got to do something, but you just don't know how you can muster up the strength. Well, here I was. I was standing there. I didn't, I didn't know what else to do except repeat this phrase in my head over and over again. And trust me, I wasn't so biblical and, and Christian back then. I didn't say, Lord, give me your strength. I said, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. You know, 13 years old. 13 years old, standing on the edge of this high platform dive board and my toes are curled over the edge and I'm just shaking in my feet and, and I'm just looking down and I keep saying to myself, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. I wasn't even a man yet. I couldn't even grow a chest hair. I hadn't started shaving, but a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And I kept repeating that to myself over and over again until finally I launched off. It wasn't really a launch, let's be honest with you. I more kind of sort of tripped and slipped off the edge of the diving board and I careened to my death down below, way, 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 way down and I splashed into the water, uh, feet flat on the ground, on the water and it just, it was painful. The pain was, was excruciating but I did it. I accomplished something. You know what I've never done since? I have never jumped 
from a diving board that high since, again, in my entire life. Don't care to, don't want to, been there, done that. I have no desire whatsoever to ever jump off a high-rise diving board ever again. It just did something to me, and I don't know if I could ever possibly get over it. But then I read passages like this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Well, what does that even look like? What does that even mean to be able to do all the things? What does it mean to be able to be someone who's doing it all? Taking charge of it, going after it, getting things done. What does that even look like? How do we apply that to our own life? And is that what it even means? Well, here's the deal. I've been working through this with our guys' Bible study. God has built us to be robust Christians, strong believers, steadfast in our faith, able to go out and accomplish things. God has designed us that way. He didn't build us to be dollar store Christians where you regret the interaction of the dollar store the moment you leave and the toy you bought for your child just falls apart in the backseat of the car. And and you rue the day that you met the dollar store. God didn't create us to be dollar store Christians. Rather, he created us to be bold and robust believers, but in the context that he has placed us in. It's very important to remember. God has created us to be robust believers. And what's cool is last week, Maria shared a bit about how our comfort doesn't dictate God's quality, okay? Our comfort doesn't dictate God's quality. Really what she was saying, what she was getting at, is that God, even though God works all things together for the good of those who love him, that good part doesn't always feel great. That good part doesn't always feel great, especially when we're going through a process of being refined. We get some of those rough edges chipped off and smoothed out. It doesn't always feel good, but he does work it together for the good of those who love him. So when we look at this passage today, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Let's look at more of the context and read what Paul is saying to the church in Philippi. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4. If you want to read along with me, you can. So Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 13, really short passage today. It says this, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at, the la- that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. Wow. Are you content? Or are you running yourself ragged to try to do all the things, doing it all, to try to achieve contentment. Contentment is a challenge that I think we find in our society now more than ever. The ability to simply be present, be content, be okay with the cards that you have been dealt. We've never had more competing Uh, more competition for the real estate of our minds and the real estate of our hearts than we do today. You flip open tip talk, tip, tip talk, tip talk, tick tock, talk tick. You do the tick tockity talk tick. You flip that open and you see people doing these dances and you can't do the dance and you just want to be able to dance proper and you can't do it. Contentment is lacking. You flip open Instagram and everybody's on the beach eating their pineapple, doing their thing. Pink pineapple apparently is something that's very special. Just heard about this yesterday. Uh, You're eating your pink pineapple on the beach and you're living like a celebrity and you see that and you just want that and you can't have it and you lack contentment. 
You see the nice supercar driving around the street by a 14-year-old millionaire who got rich off of Bitcoin when he bought it at three cents when he was five. And you're like, how on earth does this even happen? I want that. I can never be content. How, what does it look like to simply be content with the cards that you're given and live life to the fullest in your situation and in your circumstance? Well, I'll tell you where it comes from. It doesn't come from you willing yourself to be able to do all the things. As a matter of fact, we've learned here in this passage that contentment and the secret to being content in every and all circumstances, regardless of what's going on, comes from being able to lean on the person of Jesus Christ. He will never leave you or forsake you, and he'll never leave you wanting for anything. He meets every single need in and out of season. So what is Paul saying here as we dig into this passage, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength? He's saying that no matter what your circumstances are, you can learn to be content. How does Paul know this? Well, he knows this because he's tested it, he's proved it out. He's been in prison. He has been starving. He has had plenty. He has had all of his needs ever you could ever possibly imagine needing to be met. He has had them met. And then he's also been stripped of everything and had nothing in front of him, yet he's still managed to find contentment in the midst of all this. So where does that come from? Well, the way that this packages together is what we see in verse 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. It says something very interesting in the NIV version. It actually says, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. Instead of saying, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. When we read this instead of things, it's more clear that the passage is referring to specific things. All the things that Paul has been talking about, not all the things in the sense that we can do anything, but it's all the things that are in front of us in the circumstances that we are in, in the places that God has called us to go. In context, I can do all things is the ministry that God sent Paul to, but it's also the ministry that God has called you to. He can persevere and share the gospel and be content in any situation, and he's not doing it in his own strength or own abilities, but rather through Christ who works in him and through him. As he keeps his eyes focused upon the prize of Jesus, Paul is able to overcome all the circumstances he finds himself in as he responds to the call of Christ on his life. He knows that beyond anything else, the ones, one's, when one's heart is anchored to Jesus, there is nothing that the believer will be in need of. Not one thing. There is not one thing that you, believer of Jesus, will be in need of when you pursue him and avail your heart to him fully. It's true. You might be in want of some things. And trust me, there's some things that I want. But are you in need? And what I find amazing is that in season and out of season, Paul is saying here that there's never anything that he was left without. And you might think, well, that seems kind of like a bit of a naive view. But Paul was in prison. Paul was in a shipwreck. Paul experienced all sorts of challenges in his life and he was still able to find contentment in that? It's audacious to even consider that to be the reality, but it's true. 
And you hear stories from missionaries from all over the world. People have served in closed countries, countries that are hostile to the message of Jesus. Yet these ministers that are out, these men and women that are going into these dark places and sharing the gospel, even losing their lives at times, you hear their stories and their testimonies and they're able to have a contentment without the 50-inch TV, without the Lamborghini, without the pink pineapple on the beach, without the big mansion to reside in. They are able to have contentment. How? Because contentment, what our soul needs, a satisfaction in the depths of our beings, does not come from earthly things that will simply be here one moment and gone the next. The eternal thumbprint that is on our DNA from God when he formed us and made us and created us with purpose yearns for something beyond the bounds of this earth. That's why we're called to store up treasures in heaven, not on earth. On earth, you store up treasures, rust and, moth, rust and moths will destroy it. But when you store up your treasures in heaven, when you find your value and your worth in the character and the person of who Jesus is and who he made you to be, everything changes. And you're able to be in the midst of the struggle, be in the midst of the challenge, but also fully experience the joy in the great moments because of who you are in him. I like the fact that this is passed on to you and to me. That you can, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. So that's what Paul is saying. He's saying the reality is, is that whatever you find yourself in, whatever circumstance you're in, when you're anchored to Jesus, you won't be moved or shaken. There's some stability there. And I like that. Whatever God calls you to, when Jesus draws you in to the field of ministry and mission, and that's your life all day, every day, not just for a pastor, but when you are a Christ follower and Jesus draws you into a life of ministry and mission, no matter what is in front of you, whether you're going to be working on the streets, living in tents, doing street ministry, or whether you're at the top floor of a building with a view of the city as a CEO, whatever God calls you to do, you can find joy and contentment in the simplicity of his mission and ministry for your life. So what, what does Paul not mean as we look at this scripture? This verse is often very misused, I think. You know, if, if I was, we do foolish things in our lives. If I was just a little kid standing on top of that diving board and I yelled at the top of my lungs, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, I might be misusing the passage. It might get me cranked up a little bit, but I'd be misusing the passage. Or if I went and stood on the steps of, NASA and said, I could do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's time for me to be an astronaut. I know that I'm not going to be an astronaut. I could say that phrase all day long, but the reality is, is my lot in life is to not be an astronaut. It would be silliness for me to go and proclaim that in, in a situation that it just doesn't warrant. So this verse can be misused, especially in the church when we interpret all things as anything. Not it's not all the things that Paul is talking about. It's not a blanket endorsement that God's just going to support everything that we set out to do and, and just empower us to do whatever sort of impossible thing is in front of us. You see, it's actually an assurance that we can do whatever God calls us to do. 
It's not an assurance that you can just go out and do anything you want to and put that tag on it, hashtag I can do all things, and carry on and, and do all the insanity. If God hasn't called you into that, it's actually best to avoid it and experience the peace that comes from knowing who you are in Jesus and walking in that with security. So it's an assurance that we can do whatever God calls us to do, not whatever we decide to do. So tune in to the Lord and say, Jesus, what do you have for me to do today? And in that, you will find a deep and profound amount of contentment. It's not a biblical exhortation that you're going to stamp on whatever goals that you have professionally, personally, or physically. It's an encouragement that God will give you the strength to be content no matter what. You can be content no matter what. You can be content in quarantine. You can be content in a hospital bed. You can be content in a missions field in a country that you have never even been to before. You can be content if you are in prison. You can be content if you are in the psych ward. You can be content if you are experiencing the deepest and most profound struggles that life has to offer. You can still be content. Because the joy that inhabits our hearts goes far beyond the tangible that we experience on earth. The joy that is in our hearts comes from Jesus, who is eternal. So put your trust in the eternal God. Put your trust in Jesus today and ask him, Jesus, where would you have me to go today? What would you have me do today? What is your call in my life today? I want to follow you faithfully. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your contentment. So remember, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength.